Okay, let's begin. Welcome back to the fifth Lakutama Raj here. <laughs> uh, a recap and Amir Tashem, we're going to finish the Torah tonight. Uh, at least Torah Aleph and Lakutama Ran. And next week I want to do one more class on doing Lakutay Tfilas and wrapping up some points in this to do the Lakutay Tfilas inside. Rabbi Nachman of uh, Rav Nassin wrote a, a Tfilah that corresponds to every Torah in Lakutay Maran. So for every Torah in Lakutay Maran, Rav Nassin wrote a Tfilah that you could daven that Torah. So it's an incredible thing that you should turn your Torahs into Tfilas. And it's not enough that you should learn, but you should daven for what you learn, right? Anything, you're learning Masechta, you're learning Bava Kama, you should ask Hashem, please let no Nezek come out on me. Any safer, you should daven and learn. And, but by doing so, one, it brings it down, it internalizes it. And also, you could understand how Rav Nassin understood the Torah in Lukute Maran through learning the Tevila. Because he'll say it differently, he'll speak it out this way, and you see really what he thought maybe what the main points were, you know? So it's a summarize, and it's also an incredible thing, because as far as I know in Judaism, there's no safer ever written like that to turn Torahs into Tfilas. I mean, they say the five books, and we'll get into this more next week, but the five books of Tehillim correspond to the Chamisha Chamshe Torah, that David wrote five books of Tehillim to Tehillim to correspond to the books of the Torah. That you should, again, you should turn your Torahs into Tfilas. We'll talk about that more next week. Uh, and to recap over here so far what we've discussed, uh, we continue in Torah Aleph, right? We continue learning about how the Yetzirah is the force of illusion who tries to show you that there's no Seichel B'chol Davar. It's the Yetzirah inside of you that tries to show you there's no intelligence, there's no deeper intelligence or logic to the world. This is represented by Esav, who gets you to see life through your own distortions, through your own ego, which is the distorted Malchus, the Malchus to Sitra Acher. We said the person thinks the world starts, stops, and ends in their mind. And uh, we also said it was this, that was the distorted showing that there's no chain in this world, right? Showing that that's, he was Biza Sabahora, that he shows that there's no deeper intelligence, there's no Seich there's no logic, there's no Hashem is not found everywhere, right? There are exclusions to that. And therefore, he denied the Bechor, which is the Seich, Rabbi Nachman learns is the Seich and therefore, a person just follows their own perceptions, their own wisdoms, and doesn't rely on the higher intelligence of life, Hashem's intelligence. He says this is the Yetzer Tov, the, I mean the Yetzer Hara. This is all synonymous with the Yetzer Hara, who wants to, you to buy into the, uh, see the life through your own distortions, your own ego, and whatnot. On the other hand, we have the Yetzer Tov, Grand Slam Yetzer Tov, right? <laughs> We have the Yetzir Tov, who's Yaakov Avinu, right, who has the ability to see beyond the illusion of the Yetzirah, uh, which happens when a person connects to the Seich that Rabbi Nachman says, through learning Torah B'Koach. Because Torah is Hashem's intelligence. It's the Seich in itself. And we're going to talk more about that specific point today, how that works, that Torah connects you to the Seich Not only, I mean, the way I always thought of it is, that the Torah is Hashem's mind, right? Hashem put down His mind, wrote it down, and gave us the Torah. So it's Hashem's inner intelligence. But we're going to see, uh, so when a person's like Yaakov Avinu, right, they're able to have a proper Malchus de Kedusha, a proper holy kingship, that the Ches Nun, the Chain in the world, is not distorted. We're doing the recap. The Chain in the world is not distorted. 
and they, uh, that allows true malchus, a proper kingship, holy kingship. So the, essentially the Yetzir Tov allows you to see beyond your own ego through the, sorry, the ego is the distorted ches and anun, right? And the Yetzir Tov, Yaakov Vinu, allows you to see beyond the illusion of life, thinking that the world stops, starts, and ends in your mind. It lets you see through that to connect to the deeper intelligence of life, to see that everything a person's going through in life, be it external circumstances or be it internal circumstances, their emotions, their minds, their feelings, their thoughts, are all coming from Hashem. Because that's the ches and the nun, as we have been describing. Uh, this in return, it, it's funny, this seems like a separate point. Next week we'll, we'll try to tie it together more. But it's, this in return gives your words extra chen. Right, that we said, uh, right, this is the nachas, that a person speaks, because the chen, if you put the ches and the nun together, you get a saf, that's what we spoke about last, last week, and it gives your words, like Rabbi Nachman started with, chen in front of anyone that you need, uh, in front of Hashem, that your words have extra, extra charm. Uh, and this was like Yosef at Tzadik, that, Rabbi, that we ended with last week, that Yosef, his words had extra chen, he was the one who had chen, Eile told us, Yaakov Yosef, he embodied Chain, he embodied the Midah of Chain, or the Seil Chodover, more than any of the Shvatim that he received from his father Yaakov, who indeed embodies this idea of, of, of following uh, your insights. So now we're going to see today uh, how Rabbi Nachman puts this all on a Gemara in, the, in a Rabba Bar Bar Chana Gemara. Okay? All these ideas he's going to show how it's expressed. And uh, I wanted to introduce this. This is awesome. Uh, do you have the sheet over here? It's the first source on the sheet. This is from Chaim Aran, another Sefer, a uh, uh, letter Hey. Uh, and this is an incredible thing. So he says, HaTorah Shene'emru al Mamre Rabba Bar Barchana B'Lukut Maran Aleph through Tezvav. So the first 15 Torahs in Lukut Maran are all said on the Gemaras of the Rabba Bar Barchana. Amar Rabbeinu Zerchonor L'Rabracha. Rabbi Nachman said, Sha'amram b'shem omro. He said them in the name of the person who said it. Hainu, b'shem Rabba Bar Barchana ba'atzmo. He said it in the name of Rabba Bar Barchana. Chana. Gam be'eshe hitchil legalos toros al maimri Rabba Bar Barchana. Even at the time when he started to reveal Torahs of Rabba Bar Barchana, as Sipor, he then told, Sha'Rabba Bar Barchana ba'ela v'shicher panov, Amar. So Rabbi Barachana came to Rabbi Nachman himself and he embarrassed him and he said, why don't you really put your hearts in learning the things that I said? Meaning my mamarim. And he asked Rabbi Nachman to really put his heart and put his energy into learning the things that he said. And Rabbi Barachana himself will reveal to Rabbi Nachman amazing and the wondrous meanings behind his words. So this is awesome, right? That, so the first 15 Torahs, he said, B'Shem Omro, means he said them like Rabbi Barachana, not just in the name, that he said it from Rabbi Barachana, because Rabbi Barachana came to him, I know it's a lot of barbars, uh, came to him and said, a, uh, why aren't you putting your face and learning my to- my, my, what I said? Why aren't you revealing its deeper meanings? If you start really putting your energy into it, I'll tell you what I meant. Right? So, straight from Rabbi Barachana to Rebbe Nachman, uh, to us. <laughs> so this is an amazing thing.
Okay, so now we're going to start with the Gemara. I brought a little bit of English translation on the Gemara over here because it's hard words in case it gets stuck over here. Uh, this is incredible, right? Is it incredible? You ever hear such a thing? Uh, uh, no, now we're in, in, in the safer, yeah. Now uh, back in the safer. Yeah, in the safer. If you have the spot over here, uh, that's fine. Turn the page, the first page over to the break where it says, Vizet Perish Masha Amar Rabba Barbarchana. Wait for you to get the place over here. Next page. Flip it over one in the right column. Okay. Right? Vizet Perish Masha Amar Rabba. Parenthetically, it's interesting because the Vilna Gon. Also, he wrote on all these Maimarim of Rabbi Babar Khanna. It's interesting. It's another... Who, there, who was he? He was a Tana, I believe, right? Tana? It's one of Tanaim who said these Gemaras. A, uh, but interesting, the Grah wrote in, in his Parish and Sifr, it's news, I think he also wrote... In English, they translate into Juggler and the King by uh, the Roshiva of Neri Yisrael, translated out of Aaron Feldman. It's also written on the same Gemaras. Very, there's a lot of interesting parallels. Okay. That's for another time. This is what Rabbi Barakana said. Hi, and, and so he's going to read the Gemara, and then he's going to go line by line, word by word, showing what, how everything we said about the Yitzhahara, the Yitzhah Tov, the Seich Bogodavar fits into these words. Okay, let's just touch them. Hi, Gala de Mitba Lisvinte. There was a, this wave, Gala's a wave, de Mitba Lisvinte. That try to drown a boat. The mitbeh is to drown the svinte as a boat. Mitchaze kitsitsusa denora chaberta beresha. It appeared to have a white fire, white clear fire uh, on the helm of the boat, on its crest. We'll put this together in a second. Umechinan lei be'avasa, and we uh, we started to hit it with a rod, a balvasa is a rod, the chakik alei that was engraved on it, ehyeh asher ehyeh, the name of Hashem, I will be what I will be. That's the name that Hashem revealed to Moshe by the snap. So let's just put this together. There was, uh, there was, a, uh, there was a wave that tried to drown a boat, uh, and this wave, it appeared to have white fire, uh, on this wave appeared on that had white fire on the lip, lips of the boat, like the not the mast, but the front of the boat, the crest of the boat. And I, I had a canoeing merit badge. I think it's called the stern. There's like the stern and the bow, right? And on the stern of the boat, right? Umachinan and what we umachinan lay, and it got hit. This wave got hit. And this wave got hit with a rod or with a staff that said on it, Hashem's name, I will be what I will be. So now we're gonna. Uh, just do the Rashbam that has on the side of the Gemara, uh, side the Rashbam Perish that he brings over here. It was a white uh, fire, but it was really a, a uh, destructive angel. Okay, now we're going to explain really what this means. Gala. The wave, the wave was on fire or the boat was on fire? The wave was, the wa- there was a wave that appeared with a. Uh, White fire on the crest of the boat. I'll read the straight English over here. That uh, was trying to sink the boat, right? That wave which would sink a ship appears to have a spark of white flame 
at its crest. We beat it with a staff on which was etched Eya Asher Eya. That's hard words over there. Okay. Uh, and it's going to come clear what was going on also. Uh, Gala, a wave. Hu ha The wave is the Yetzirah, right? That the Yetzirah comes at a person as, as and a wave. I was thinking that uh, we have an English expression for this in psychology that we say a person's flooding, that a person's flooding with feelings, right? The Yetzirah, as we said, wants you to not see that there's a deeper intelligence behind your experience. So when a person starts to flood, like a wave, so to speak. Okay, that's my own, I don't know. It's exactly, okay. Demitba uh, lesvinta, it was trying to drown the boat. This is the chen, this is the grace and the chashivas, the importance, which is a lashon of safon v'chashov, which is important. That the Yetzirah wants to drown the chen and the chashivas, chas uh, it wants to lower uh, the chen and the chashivas of Yisrael, which is the malchus de kedusha, right? So the boat, right? So hold on over here, right? So the boat is the is the uh, is this chen the chashivas. This boat represents the seichel b'chol davar. That this wave, the yitzhara, wants to go ahead and drown, right? So the boat represents the chen the chashivas. Why is the boat, I was wondering, why is the boat the chen v'chashivis, right? Why is that represented by a boat? Because, a, uh, as we said, we're, use, we're meant to use the proper chen of Hashem's wisdom that He's sending us, to, the proper seyubhodavr, in order to guide us through life, to kind of sail through life with, right? So you're, the Yetzirah is this wave that wants to stop you from sailing through life the way Yaakov did, right, in order to... Uh, drown you in the ocean of life. So we're, we're meant to use our chen v'chashivas that the Yetzirah is trying to always denigrate and show you that there's no intelligence behind life, that there's nothing really on, there's no deeper order to your experience. It's just totally random. Can you also say also that I'm saying that the, the, the boat, the ship, is, is, it's sitting on the water, it's constantly getting hit by waves, right? Yeah. It's always just going up and down, things like that. And that's kind of, I mean, that's like the first thing when you read it. Oh, that's the support. I mean, that's the boat. The boat is, is you're, you're trying to go through life with a, with a straight, you know, straight and narrow, and you always have these waves hitting you. This is always trying to, you know. Trying to get you, yeah. And I, and, and I guess maybe you could say, just to flesh out what you're saying more, that it's the Seichu B'chol Dover, this deeper intelligence that really supports you from drowning. Right? It's that's, that's like the give and take of the ocean, I guess you could say. Okay? Uh, Uma, uh, okay. And it appears to have a, a white, a sparks of white fire at its mast, at its helm. Now, I'm going to say, he's going to say something that's going to sound controversial over here. Uh, so this is like, hold on to your socks. But we have supporting evidence for what he's saying, and we're going to spend a little bit of time focusing on these next points. And we'll put it all together. Initially, the Yetzirah comes and it encloses itself in mitzvahs. And it fools a person or it misleads a person to think that they're actually doing a mitzvah. 
This would mean sparks of white fire. It's white fire. Even though it appears to be white and pure, this white fire that's divine, right? The Eshtos Lama, the white fire, uh, the black fire and the white fire, right? So it appears to be good, but the Yetzirah comes in mitzvahs. But really, this white fire is really the, really the, the Malach HaMazik, this damaging thing, right? So just to plug in the stories over here, that the Yetzirah comes in forms of mitzvahs. So this is radical idea that the Yetzirah, because we always learn that, you know, you do mitzvahs, you do mitzvahs, and you're supposed to do mitzvahs, which you are supposed to do mitzvahs. Here, Rabbi Nachman is coming along and teaching that actually, it, the Yetzirah comes, misla, comes mislavish in mitzvahs. He comes and he wants to, that you could be doing a mitzvah and it could be from the Yetzirah. It could be the Yetzirah himself, right? So how do you understand that? How do you understand that? So I always thought, these are my own thoughts on this, I always thought this was an exclusively Breslov idea. I thought only Rabbi Nachman says this. And then sometime during my learning this past year, I saw actually the same exact thing from the Vilna Gon. So I want to read that inside from everyone to bring support to this and then talk about a little bit what it means. So this is on this photocopy over here. Now, I'm not going to read the whole parak inside, but if we were, if you wanted to look up the whole parak, actually has to do exactly with the topic we're talking about. It's in Mishle, uh, parak 7, a Pasuk 14. I'm just going to give a little bit of the, uh, the backstory of what this parak context, of what the parak's talking about, before we actually look at what the, what the girl says. It's really awesome to read inside, but we're not going to do it uh, to keep things moving. So he says like this, he says that uh, it's, it's Shlomo HaMelech saying, keep my commandments, follow wisdom. That's the primary theme of Mishle. And then he says, stay away from the foreign woman. This woman, she talks slick. She has good, but she, let me tell you, she's, she's up to no good. And one time he describes that he was watching her out from his window. And what she see, uh, she started basically, he describes her seducing a man. And he says how he sees this whole thing. And how does she go ahead and she, she seduce this man into uh, hit doing a virus with her? So what does she say? Mm-hmm. And uh, here's where the pasuk comes in. Uh, Is this where it's circled on your dal? Yeah, it's where it's circled on your dal. So I'm just going to read this as a runner. Uh, a woman approaches him dressed, these are the pasukim mm-hmm. inside, a woman approaches him dressed like a harlot, and out to capture hearts. She is loud, loud and talks provocatively. She is the type that is never home, sometimes out back, sometimes in the streets. She lies in wait at every corner. She grabs him and kisses him, and then brazenly she says to him, now this is going to be where the, where the Vilna Gon picks up, right? I had pledged, this is what this woman who seduces the man says to him, I had pledged a peace offering, and today I fulfilled my vow. This, that is why I came out to you to invite you, and I have found you. And then she invites him in and says, I made the couches beautiful and everything like that. So what does she say? And this pasuk over here. Today I fulfilled my vow. Okay. Now here's where the gone picks up over here. Uh, in Yudalid. That she says, I brought this korban shlamim. The Yetzirah doesn't come to a person in order to entice him to do an Avera. Kimi Yishmalo, who's going to listen to the Yetzirah who tells him to do an Avera? 
Ach ba'elav b'mitzvos. Rather, the Yetzirah comes to a person in the form of mitzvos. Ba'al yedezeh yimshach oso. And then draws him. So this is what the woman says. Look, I brought a korban shlamim. You have to help me eat it. Right? It's a, after all, korban shlamim is a mitzvah. And the Gra goes on to explain that it's a mitzvah in the Torah to eat a korban shlamim, that you shouldn't have any noser. That you shouldn't have any leftover for the, for the next day. And he says, not only that, this is not a korban nedava, it's a neder. It means if a person just donates, so then it's donating. You don't have to eat it that day. It's not necessarily a mitzvah you eat it if you don't want to. But a korban neder, it's specifically a mitzvah to eat the korban nedarim that you bring and eat it on that day that you shouldn't have noser. So this woman who seduces the man goes ahead and says, look, I brought a shlamim. And the man starts thinking, after all, it is a mitzvah. Look, because it's, not, it's, it's a neder korban and you can't have any noser. So you see the Gra learns exactly how Rabbi Nachman is explaining over here that the Yetzirah comes in the form of mitzvahs to be mitah a person because how are you talking a person is going to go ahead. The Yetzirah is not going to get you to do Nevera. That or whatever, you know. You can say no to Vera. But he's going to perform in mitzvahs in order to get you to sin. This is pretty incredible, right? It's an amazing thing. I saw this uh, probably half a year ago when I was learning through Mishlech. And I saw, I was like, holy cow! And I saw this is like exactly a perfect fit. And I was very, very excited about it. Hey, uh, also, additionally, uh, I wanted to do uh, this piece over here in uh, Lakuta Lachas. This is on the sheet over here. To do a little bit, to see how Rav Nassim understood what this meant, that the Yitzhahara comes in the form of mitzvahs. Uh, and this is what uh, Rabbi Nachman writes in the end of this Torah, Torah off we're learning. Right? That the, the Yetzirah appeared in a white fire on the lips of the boat. That the Yetzirah comes to get you to the mitzvah. But the truth is, it's the Malach Hamazik. Right, these are all the different chachmas that a person comes up with of the Yetzirah that twist a person's heart. They dress themselves up with mitzvahs. Now look at, look at what Rav Nassim writes over here. This is incredible. And I think here's a... Uh, it's, it's amazing. You wouldn't think that he'd write this. Kigon. That person thinks it's a mitzvah to pass the time of tefillah, that their body should be clean. And they spend so much time in the bathroom that they totally miss the Zman Kriyashma. And tefillah, and at the end of the day, not, their body's not even clean. And for sure, their minds aren't clean. And most people are into they're so it's such a mitzvah to make sure you're clean and everything like that. So you miss Man Kriyashma, which is an Avera. And but it comes in the form of mitzvahs. And anyways, you're not fine. And many Gedolim Sadikim called out on this. That it's a very big mistake that people are making to have such stringencies and waste their time on this. And this was not the intent of the Shulchan Aruch and Poskin. Like it's brought in many places, but most places, anyways, from the Poskin are making on this.
Hey, uh, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna just stop over here because he goes into that more. But the point is that you see that the Yitzhahara comes to a person and says, oh, your body has to be clean or it could come with different OCD types of thoughts and different things that a person there, there they, the example that was striking to me that he says about missing Zman Kriyashma, you know, because you would think by Hasidim, a lot of Hasidim, they daven late, right? But Rabbi Nachman was very not into that because in Sejah Shulchan Aruch, the best time to daven is really Nates. So he was, you're missing Zman Kriyashma for a mitzvah, it's not even a mitzvah. So the Yitzhahara comes to be Mavabel, a person in all sorts of ways. Another place where Rav Nassim talks about this, I didn't photocopy it for everyone, but he talks about it in terms of Korach and Moshe, that Korach thought it was a mitzvah in order to take down Moshe. He says this was none other than the Yitzhahara presenting itself in the form of mitzvahs uh, to a person. So uh, I think it's, it's really, every person needs to know on themselves like what, like what they're getting caught up in and where it's, you know, like, I always think, and I, sh- I, I want to be careful when I say this, but I always think like that if, if you chase after every mitzvah, so there's nothing left of you, so to speak. Like every person has a mission in this world, and every person has a tachlis, and every person has a soul correction and tikkun that they need to go through, but it can become very confusing if you're doing every, every little thing, you, you can make yourself crazy. Like running here, running there, running this, around. there's no yeshiva das, there's nothing at all. And it could be that a person did every mitzvah, but they missed their purpose in life. So they missed the boat. Or it could be they were just being tricked and fooled by the Atzus and the Yitzhahara in order to go ahead and just be chasing after every little chesed and every little thing. They're all good things. Everyone, everyone needs to know on their own. I'm not, I'm not saying a klal over here. Everyone needs to know on their own. But I think the deeper thing is that every person has a mission in life. Every, every person has a, something they were put here in this world to accomplish. And sometimes it can be very distracting chasing after every single mitzvah that you're quote-unquote supposed to do. So every person needs to know on their own whether this is the Yetzirah trying to distract them from their purpose in this world in the forms of mitzvahs or not. Like the, like the Gras says over here, right? It's, it's a mitzvah, it's a shlomim, right? But ultimately it's leading a person downwards and downwards and downwards. Okay. Well, what does he mean that it's a chumrah? It's just a chumrah of Alman. It's just a chumrah that says you've got to have a clean body to dumb you if you need to go to the toilet. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have to be, I'm not holding the halachic so you have it. You have to, you have to, uh, but he seems to say that Rova Poskin hold that you could be makeal in it. And that. Those days, there were no toilets. So you want to go to the toilet, you might have to go for half an hour walk outside the town till you come, till you go, you miss my Krishna. It's not like toilets. It's not like here, yeah. Then five minutes, you're done. Yeah. Also, he, he spoke about in other places, it's funny, he spoke about forcing yourself to go to the bathroom in a bunch of different places of all topics to speak about. I don't know why that was chosen. But I think because he was talking about, like, you know, like, I think he was talking about more OCD types of things where, like, a person has to run to the bathroom. Like I, don't, like, I don't think that's what he was referring to, like you're saying, you know? But a person injures themselves trying to force themselves that their body should be clean is a, is a totally different level, obviously, right? And it could just be the distraction of the Yitzhahara. And I think that's kind of what he was referring to. It wasn't, like, you know... So you have to, you have to know in the, in the greater context of things. He spoke about this example a lot, you know? It seems maybe in those days maybe it was a big deal, you know, but... You could put that on. You could maybe put that on other things. You know, sometimes I, some I, mean, I should say this is a you know, shma 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 shma. Of course, you're supposed to say kahalacha a hundred percent, and you can't be mavatal that on an iota. But thirty times, you really get it right. First, you know, so like, what are you doing exactly? Like, you have to wonder a little bit. Again, these this is my own thoughts. Rabbi Dachu doesn't say that explicitly. Yeah, you have to wonder a little bit, like. Okay, but like, it's not the point, right? You missed the boat, right?
and that could be the Yetzirah being Muslavish in, in mitzvahs. Okay. I forgot yeah? It's the enemy of the good. Yeah. Same concept. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why should I start Daf Yomi? It's, it, it, it will be, it's a mitzvah not to start, right? Because I'm not going to finish it. What's the point, right? So everything could come in this, in the guise of, in the guise of mitzvahs, right? So everyone has to know on themselves, you know, what their thing is, but, okay. Weiter in the, uh, Weiter in the Torah, uh, in the, uh, over here. Umachinan. Uh, okay, Umachi, everyone has the place, Umachinan lei ba'alvasa dechakik lei ekya asher ekya. Right, and it appears to a person in the staff that's engraved on it, ekya asher ekya. Hainu, she'ik, she'iker hachnaso shala yetzaharuhu al yidea Torah. So like we've been learning, the main of falling or subduing of the yetzahara is through the Torah, which we said was the seicha b'choldavar. Right? Shehi kulo shemo shel baruch hu. Like it's all the names of Hashem, like the Ramban in the introduction to the Torah, that the entire Torah is one long name of Hashem. Torah hu And the Torah is like a vav. Ki aluchos archon vav vav. Their width in length was six vav. Right? Could be another reason is, is because the vav we know is the os hachibor, is the and letter, it joins things together. And when Hashem gave the Torah, He joined the heaven and earth together. And this is like a staff. Like a stick for hitting with. That's engraved on it. So this staff is, the name, is, is like the Torah. That is all the name of Hashem, which contains the name of Hashem. And the Vav, if you look at the shape of the Vav, it looks like a, a stick for hitting, like a... Uh, like a, a cane, I guess. That, that's the proper English word. Looks like a cane. Has that head on top. Has the long thing. Right? And it's all names of Hashem. That the Torah, it, it subdues and subjugates the Yetzahara. That the Yetzahara wants to make you go insane. Because the, oh sorry, ki bal haveira hu meshuga. Because the person who does haveiras is crazy. Kemosha amru rabbisinu zechorna lebracha, like Chazal say, ein adam oiver haveira ele im kein nichnas baruachstos. That a person doesn't sin unless a fit of insanity comes upon them and then sins. Because how, why, you wouldn't sin otherwise, right? Who would do an haveira, right? But a fit of insanity comes upon a person. I want to come back to this point also. And just like someone who's crazy, you need to, this is old-fashioned, you need to call them names and say, you fool, you shote, you idiot. And you need to, So so true, just like a, a person who's insane in order to wake them up from their madness, you need to beat them and you need to call them names. So too the Torah, which is like a staff and it has the names is that the entire names of Hashem, that's able to wake us up from our fit of insanity. Right? Because this, it hits down the Yetzirah and it divorces this fit of insanity, this madness, 
that comes on to the person which is the Ruach Shtos. So this is what it means that, that they took the staff to beat down this Malach, right? Because the, the, the Malach wants, appears as mitzvahs, it wants you to do averus. So the staff represents the staff of Torah that is in the names of Hashem. So it took this Malach, with this, it takes this, the Torah, takes the Malach, which is the Yetzirah, and smashes down the wave. As we said, the Gal is the wave, the Yetzirah, that came in this white fire on the boat to try to drown the Chay and the Cheshivas. So just to recap that, right? That again, it's the Yetzirah and the Chayn Cheshivas is comparable to a person, uh, to a boat. And this wave that comes tries to down the down, tries to drown the boat, which is the Chayn Cheshivas. The Yetzirah comes and tries to make us go insane and see life only through our own perceptions and through our own distortions and buy into the illusion of this world. But the Torah is, is like a stick that is able to wake us up, break us up, like just like a madman that you throw, you hit him with a stick and you call him names. So the Torah is that stick that is able to wake us up from our fit of insanity in order to see beyond the illusions of the Yetzirah and beyond the illusions of this world. And that's what we started with, that, that when a person learns Torah, they're connecting to the Seichu B'chol Dover, that they're connecting to this deeper intelligence of life. Because through learning Torah, it has the ability to just, you know, kind of, a, uh, kind of wake you up in a, uh, it's, able to wake, it's able to wake you up from your uh, fit of madness. Uh, just to explain this, a little bit, explain this a little bit more over here, is that essentially what happens is, in more, in our language, how we would speak nowadays, is that when a person does an Avera, essentially what happens is they fall to a lower state of consciousness, and they become not right in, they're not in their right mind, and because they're in this lower state of this consciousness that Hashem had sent them, this fit of insanity, so to speak, so they're in, the, in this low state of consciousness, they go ahead and they do Averas. But then when a person, that's what it says, Ein Adam Chota Elam Nichnas Baruch Right? Unless a person will fall to a lower state of consciousness, they would never, ever do an Avera. But this fit of insanity falls upon a person, and therefore they wind up doing Averas in this low state of consciousness. But when a person learns Torah, right? this is also what we say on Yom Kippur, this is what I always think that we say on Yom Kippur, one of the things we say by the Kol Nidre, is that we come in front of Hashem, we say, Kulam Bishkaga. Right? We did everything in front of you, Hashem, Bishogeg. Right? How can you say that you did every... The whole year, all the nation's sins were b'shogeg, right? The answer is, is because the person only sins when they come into a lower state of consciousness. So in that lower state of consciousness, they're seeing life as they do fit, and they're doing averus, right? Even, even averus that on that level, it might seem that they're doing on purpose, right? On that level. But even so, we know that a person would never sin unless they reach this state of mind, this low state of mind, so to speak, and therefore, therefore, we come in front of Hashem and say, look, it wasn't our fault. Who put me in a low state of consciousness? Who, who sent me this fit of insanity? Right? But through learning Torah, the Torah is able to uplift the person to see through the illusion of their insanity and become sane again. Because as we're saying that the Torah is all shames of Hashem and it's kind of whacks you in the face, so to speak. And, they, uh, and it, wakes you, it wakes you up from this fit of insanity. A, uh, this is awesome. I love this. This is like, to me, this is like a million dollars. You know, it's it's an incredible thing because, like, it shows like we don't have as much control 
over, you know, I think this is part of the ches and the newer stuff. We don't have as much control over our thinking and of our attitudes as we like to think that we have, right? And essentially, if not for Hashem helping, right, if the Yetzirah comes every single day, and if not for Hashem helping us, we'd be completely defeated, right? And it's the same thing over here, that a person sins, a Ruach Shtus comes inside a person, they start sinning, they start doing all these things, right? It's hard to discern, is this a mitzvah I'm supposed to do, or is this the Malach Amazik, right? How does a, how does a person know? How, how do you... How can you say on yourself that I know, right? It's a hard thing. But apparently, Yaakov Avinu, who's the one who understood that there was a deeper logic and deeper order to connection, right? I was outsmarted. And this was the whole wisdom of Yaakov Avinu who embodied following the thoughts or following uh, the insights that Hashem gives you in order to make it through life. As we were discussing, this is the proper chesnun connection of living in the flow of the chain of the the light that Hashem's uh, sending you. Also, I saw in a parish over here, in the Parparis L'Chachma, I'm not going uh, to read it inside, but he says, what's the bridge between this, uh, that between the Yetzahara and the Meshugana, right? the Yetzahara appearing in Mitzvah of the Meshugana, because precisely how does a person go Meshugana, what's the mindset of an insane person? They look at the Ra, that it's Tov, and the Tov, that it's Ra. That it, it flips the two, right? It flips. What you think is good is really bad. What you think is bad is really good. So you can't tell the difference. You can't really tell the difference. But through learning, so in life you get presented with things. You can't, you can't tell the difference like an insane person. So you can't really tell the difference. So you're going to go ahead and you're going to do an Avera, right? Because your mind was, it showed you the opposite of what was really supposed to be, right? And many, many Svarim talk about this, right? And the Sharam talks about, and the, I think the Rambam and Shmona Prakim also in the beginning talks about this, about how something that's sweet really tastes bitter, something that's bitter really might taste sweet to you, right? It shows you exactly, you know, shows you the Ra's Tov and Tov is Ra. Uh, also, another connection over here that I was thinking, someone told me this story, they asked me not to say it in their name, but uh, I, was, I was talking about this with someone actually this morning, and he said, uh, when he was in high school, he was doing heavy drugs with his friend, and one of his friends was tripping, and he had very, uh, one of his friends had a very, very bad reaction, started bugging out from this trip that he was having, and what did he do to wake his friend up from, to break him out of the illusion? What did he do? He said as hard as he could, he smacked him in the face. He went whack! He's like, really, really, that's just what came through, he was tripping too, it wasn't his right mind, but he whacked him in the face, and that was enough to like, break this person out of his bad trip, out of his fit of insanity, which fits over here, the Havdil, Havdil, right? Which fits over here that, the, that, that the, the Torah whacks you in the face, so to speak, with all the names of Hashem, and it wakes you up, and you're like, whoa, what was I thinking, right? And this is what we say, uh, by David Melech says, in the famous Pitol, right? When Mashiach comes, right? Beshiva, Beshiva uh, we're all going to be like dreamers. We're all going to wake up from this fit of insanity that all of us are on in Gullus, right? That all of us are experiencing, even though we don't even realize we're experiencing it, right? We're going to wake up and we're going to see the true chain in the chashivas. We're going to wake up. Some people have nightmares and other people have daymares. And we're going to wake up from this fit of insanity and say, whoa, what was going on here? Hashem was involved with me and my daily experience and my emotional experience and my mental experience, right? Always. I never left Hashem. 
and we're going to wake up when we see the true power of the Torah, we're going to see that we were like dreamers. So we're going to wake up, we're going to be woken up from our fit of insanity, and we're going to see how Hashem was really everywhere uh, guiding the show. It's awesome. Okay, and now we'll, we'll uh, you know, when Mashiach comes, we're going to see the chen and the chashivas are totally going to be uplifted. Everyone's going to see the power of the Torah and Am Yisrael and Hashem and Eretz Yisrael. Everyone's going to see it's going to be totally, it's going to be a totally new world order that the chen and the chashivas, as Rabbi Nachman was saying, that there's the malchus de Kedusha, right? That the, the holy malchus of Hashem's malchus, we're going to see how Hashem is just radiating this world like the moon. Hashem's the sun and is radiating this like, like the moon the nun, that has no line of its own. And we're going to see that on a macro level, on a universal level. And we're going to see that on in a micro level, on an individual level, on a, on, on, a, on a human level. Every person is going to see the healing that's going to take place. So every person is going to see that there was a seichel behold over there the entire time. That there was, a, a Hashem was there in every feeling that you had, in every thought that you had, right? Hashem was a part of that experience. So the true importance, the chen of is going to be totally uplifted. Okay, now we'll, we'll go on. It's great, right? It's good? It's good. It's amazing. And you see how, how deep Rabbi Nachman's Torahs were, how encompassing they were, and how, and how relevant they are, you know, and how, how they touch on all areas of life, you know, and everything that we're experiencing, we go through life, it, tux, it, it touches on the bedrock of human experience. Like I like to say... Uh, the klal is moed ala prat. That you understand these klalim, that there's a seichel b'choldover, that there's a uni- Hashem's universal mind and Hashem's universal intelligence. So now you could start filling in the gaps that are missing in our understanding in order to bridge, you know, the gaps. Okay, v'zeh, v'zehu. Uh, now he fits this all in the pasuk that we started with. That the pasuk starts with ashrei t'mimei derech ha'holchem b'toros Hashem. Right, that's how it starts. Praiseworthy is the tmimis, the people who walk in simplicity and they follow the Torah Hashem. Now, everything we set up until now, he's going to show it fits in that pasuk. And stylistically, that's how the Kudimara works. That he takes the idea, he, he shows, he spends the rest, the rest of the Torah getting back to that initial idea that he said. He puts it all, wraps it up. And he puts it all in this pasuk. And this is what it says, praiseworthy is the simple path. People walk in simple path. Ashrei Lashon Histaklas. Ashrei comes from the word to look. That's actually Rashi's parish. If you look up Ashrei Yoshve, right, in that capital, the one the Rashi says, Ashrei means uh, Histaklas. Look, he brings that in different places. Ashrei Lashon Histaklas means to look. Tmimei Derech Bechinas Yaakov Ishtam. What does it mean, uh, the simple path? Uh, this is what it says. Yaakov was Ishtam. Shehu Bechinas Hasechel Kenal. This Ishtam is the intelligence behind life, the Seich B'choldavar, this great wisdom. Hainu, l'skos le'astakel al Seichel she'yesh B'choldavar. That he was zoche to look at the deeper intelligence and order of life itself. Shehu b'chinas Yaakov Ishtam. Shezeh zochen al yidea Torah. And this you get through learning Torah. V'zeh ha'hochem b'Torah Hashem. This is what it means, that they walk in the Torah Hashem. Ki al yidei shelo me Torah b'koach. Through learning Torah with strength, through this you give strength to the holy malchus. Now all this that we started with that sound like Chinese makes sense, right? We all know what these terms mean now. To receive from the light of the 
of the, this intelligence, which is the aspect of Ches, and your words get accepted. Then the Chen and the Chashivas of Klaus get lifted and all the Tfilas get answered. So just to recap this, this was means Ashrei Tmimei Derech HaHochem B'Torah Hashem. Ashrei is a person who looks for the Tmimei Derech, for the Seichu B'Chol like Yaakov, who was an Ish Tam, Hochem B'Torah Hashem. They're able to they're able to go, they're able to find the intelligence in life through the Torah Hashem. So, as praiseworthy is the person who finds the Seichu B'chol Dover through learning Torah. Right? Do you see how he put that all in the words over there? So he was Samach, uh, he relied it all on that Pasuk, right? A, uh, I guess for time's sake over here. So we finished the Torah next week. We're going to, we'll go into Lakute Tfilas on this and we'll learn that together. And uh, just to give, I promise, the Parsha connection. So we'll do the Parsha connection over here. So I was thinking, what's the Parsha connection over here? You have to be pretty, cre- you have to like think, like, how does this fit with the Parsha, right? I don't know how Ravel Yada in a Smichus uh, Chaver, every week he has a Parsha connection, I don't know how he does it, you know? Okay. But a, uh, so what's the story over here? that uh, the brothers come up to Yosef and Yosef sends them back for Binyamin and finally they get Binyamin. They didn't want to get Binyamin. They get Binyamin. This week's Parsha opens up, right? You showdown. Yehuda and Yosef, Mashiach ben David, Mashiach ben Yosef, Yehuda and Yosef have a showdown. Rabbi Yigash, he's gushing with emotion. And, right, they have this whole back and forth. And now they're all sitting together. This is after Yehuda, you know, speaks very strongly to Yosef. And it's very difficult for Yosef. Why? Because Yosef knows the truth. Yosef knows, I'm Yosef, and you guys are brothers. We're all family over here. But according to the brothers, according to the brothers, according to their mind, this is an aspect of the distortion of the Chesenun, that they're following their own mind over here. First, we're going to sell Yosef, right? And Yosef, as we learned last week, this is how Yosef, in, Yosef passed all his uh, tests. Right? That's what we finished with last week. As Rabbi Nachman said, Yosef passed all his tests in life through following the chain, following the deeper order of creation, connecting to Hashem to the Seich of So according to the thinking of the brothers, right? According to the thinking of the brothers, they had no idea what was flying. Whatever they thought was wrong. Right? And then it says over here, Vayomer Yosef el achiv ani Yosef ha'oda vichai. Right? Yosef says, he reveals himself, he says, he reveals the truth. And he says, I'm Yosef, is my father still alive? And now look what the Pasuk says. They were baffled. They were not able to answer him, and they were totally astonished. Right? So the brothers now, so what happened? What was this big bafflement that they were shocked? Right? Because their entire lives they thought one thing. Right? Now, what they thought was wrong. It was totally inaccurate. Whatever they, that's what, I, what Rabbi Nachman is calling the Yetzahara, on their levels, obviously, I'm not putting down the Shvatim, but this is what Rabbi Nachman says, the Yetzahara is the force of illusion in the world that makes you think the opposite. It makes you think you're right, but you're really wrong. It, it's a mitzvah to sell Yosef. Oh yeah, it's a mitzvah to sell Yosef. No, it's not a mitzvah to sell Yosef. I mean, ultimately, this is part of Hashem's plan, right? That's the proper chesed. So the distortion of the chesed is these Shvatim 
are listening to their own ideas, they're listening to their own mind on the personal level, they're selling Yosef, they think Yosef's dead, they have no idea in a million years that their brother's sitting in front of them, and now they wake up to the truth of their own thinking to see that for the first time in their lives they're seeing life through their own distortions. And they see Yosef, and Yosef says, I'm your brother, and they're baffled. Right? Hayinu kechol, they're going to be like dreamers. They finally wake up to the truth of their own thinking to see that Hashem is running the show, that there's a deeper intelligence, whatever they thought is totally inaccurate. Right? It was totally, totally wrong. So they're baffled. And they finally wake up to the truth and the realization that there's a Seichel B'chol Davar. And that's exactly how Yosef, and they thought that they were in control and they're going back and forth. You sold Yosef. No, you, oh, we're getting this because we sold our brother. Right? They thought they were in control. Hashem is overriding the system to show, uh-uh-uh. You were not in control. I was the one in control the whole time. Whatever you thought was completely inaccurate. I know the bigger picture here. Right? So they finally woke up and they saw that everything that they were thinking was a lie. Right? It's the Malach HaMazik. But you beat it down with the Shema Shel Torah. And you wake up to the truth of, really, of, the truth of reality, of the ultimate reality, that Hashem is Sovev Kol and Malek Right? Hashem, there's a Seichu hold over that. Hashem is everywhere. There's a deeper order that Hashem is, you know, like I said, one of the weeks. Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere, even in here. And even in here. Even in your mind, even in your heart. It's not separate from Hashem. And Yaakov, who's the one who knew this, and, and Yosef, who we said, Rabbi Nachman said, Eli told us, Yaakov Yosef, that Yosef was the one who knew this. He received this gift from Yaakov more than anyone else of finding the Seich B'chodavar. So it was Dafka Yosef who knew the truth. And I said, he didn't go looking for his father. He didn't go looking for his father because I know that there's a deeper thing going on here. I don't, I don't have to go looking for my father. He was following the Seich B'chodavar until the opportunity presented himself and totally fried, like fried, you know, totally fried there. Minds and they finally woke up to the truth of reality, the way reality actually works, not the way that they thought it was working. With that, we finish. It was for the better. It was for the better, yeah. Well, that was Hashem overriding. Really was a good outcome, but it was the far. It was uh, it was on multiple levels. There was on the personal level, it was the farthest thing from anything that they thought was happening. And they woke up to the truth of their thinking to see how they're seeing life through their own distortions. But at at the same time, on a macro level, on a, if you zoom totally outwards, you see that it was Hashem, the Seich B'chodavar, Hashem's Seich B'chodavar, orchestrating this simultaneously. Very good. Very good. So a uh, this is amazing. This is amazing. And uh, next week we'll do Lukute Tfilas, and Lukute Tfilas has amazing gems to offer also to be able to dive in this and bring this home. And maybe we'll do a little piece in Lukute Alachas, another small snippet in Lukute Alachas about it. Next week it should be mentioned also. Next week is Rav Nassim's Yort site. Uh, Tuesday night uh, is that Motzei Sarbateves and Sarbateves. I mean Tuesday night. Uh, Reb Chaim Kramer. For those of you who don't know, you should know he actually wrote these. This is like 15 volumes English Lukudimaran with footnotes. He spent his whole life working on it. He's written over 40 svarim in English, translated into Hebrew, Russian, Spanish. He's like one of the world's leading breasts of mashpiim. He's short pay, a short beard, looks like a regular guy. He would have no idea. And a, uh, but he's a, he's he's a East Tmimis and he's a Kasher Yid, and uh, he's going to be speaking Tuesday night on Rav Nassim's 
Yorthal will post a flyer on the group. It's good to go. I think Karduner's playing. And they, uh, it's Adesh? I don't think it's a Ramosh. It's Adesh? He's just not speaking with Rabbi Reddy. He is, I think, this week. 